Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. the Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson and I'm joined by Luke Moore. Say hello, Luke. Hello. Check this out. Can you hear it? Oh. Good news it's for those theremin. of you are, I've got it working. Good news for those of you who are fed up of my voice. I will be replaced this week by a theremin. <laughs> so, uh, enjoy. I'm trying to think what you can play on a theremin. It's just a Star, Star Trek theme, isn't it? I feel like you should be getting better sounds out of this than that. Um, well, I'm, I've literally just turned on for the first time. Hang on. Let me take it down a bit. Describe what you're doing. Describe how you're making the sound. Well, a theremin is like a, a just a big car aerial. Um, a big car aerial that, um, that misbehaves itself and you make funny noises. I've, I've, gone, I've gone too high. I've gone too high. That's going off. That's going off. That has to, that has to leave us. That, that has to go, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I love it if you could enjoyable. turn it off. Enjoyable, but, love. Very enjoyable. And, and, and Pete, and promised. Promised on Monday, delivered on Thursday. Promised on Monday. Look, we are the people who write checks that our asses can cash. You just heard Pete and his first flirtations with a theremin. So I mean, it's definitely my favourite version of the Craig Davis song. Met Pete Donaldson on Monday, <laughs> talked about a theremin on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. He was playing Thursday. the damn thing on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, <laughs> we chilled on Sunday. Yeah, by the time it comes round, that's what's happened, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, um, how have you been, Luke? You all right? It's Thursday. Pretty good. Um, the, the 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 weather has taken a little bit of a turn, but we won't let that dampen our spirits. No way, Jose. Mm. Not when there's a theremin at play. I know, right? And theremins could be installed in a wall. You wouldn't even know it existed. I can't. Really, I'm trying to think. Uh, who was the last person I ever saw play a theremin live? I'm thinking it might. Was it the guy from the Hold Steady? Would he have had a, a theremin at any point? Uh, it sounds like the kind of thing he would do. No, I think it sounds like the kind of thing he would do. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. I can't. I can't vouch, but it sounds like it might be right. Who's the Who's the mid noughties um, uh, guy who did the song Magic Position? You put me in the magic position, darling. Oh, he Patrick was Wolf. Incredibly sexual. Patrick Wolf. He was incredibly graphic with his sexual dancing on stage. I think he had a theremin. I've met Patrick Wolf uh, a few times. Is he nice? Um, well, I, I, <laughs> listen. I t- the, the context to me, re- to me, um, to me um, meeting him is that he he was signed to. Well, I don't know if he still is, but he was signed to Mercury Records. 
which right. is an imprint of the label I worked at for a while. And um, he used to pop in and he used to see, he was looked after by the lady in the office next door to me. So I would mm. see him occasionally. I never really spoke to him that much, but he seemed all right. I mean, he seemed quite affected, yeah. if that's okay for me to say, but I'm sure he's, Mate, uh, I'm sure he's the, a lovely chap. It was the mid-90s. We were all down the hallie. Exactly, Pete. And the thing is, one thing that I am a firm believer in, and I do think this is really important when it comes to musicians and artists and actors or whatever, mm. is that the role they play in society, they should be weird and controversial mm. and a bit needy and a bit strange and and perhaps a little bit even, dare I say, in, in the you know, in the nicest possible way, perhaps even a little bit problematic sometimes, because they're supposed to be boundary pushing artists. You know, it's mm. like Bill Hicks says about New Kids on the Block. Oh, well, New Kids on the Block, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's, you know, it's music and it's entertainment that you can be safe with your kid. I don't want it to be safe. I want, I, like, like Bill Hicks said, I want a guitarist from a rock and roll band puking up in the doorway. That's what they're supposed to do, right? That's the <laughs> point of it. It's supposed to be genre busting. It's supposed to be challenging. And I, I feel like sometimes um, people lose sight of that. I don't want to see David Bowie, God rest him, I never wanted to see him going to buy a pint of milk. We've said this before. It's not his mm. role to be doing that. It should be a gender-bending, space-traveling superstar. That's the point of it. So if Patrick Wolf wants to dye his hair pink uh, and and do, weird, do weird stuff, play his theremin, great, good on him. That's what I said. <laughs> his hands down his pants during a performance. Now you take it. It depends where he is. depends where he is. <laughs> exactly, That's better, yeah. absolutely clear. If he wants to rub bread around the toilet, let him do it. Oh, dear. I forgot about that. <laughs> absolutely horrific. I wonder what that man's doing now. I mean, like, you know, I, 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 this was this story was from uh, America, wasn't it? Like, no, I think it was the UK, the actually. Was it? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he, he's no good in a, in a COVID uh, space, to be honest. He's no. getting all that kind of caper. You do not want that man uh, anywhere near your toilet. No. <laughs> I, would, I mean, <laughs> can I just make this absolutely clear? I don't want him anywhere near my toilet when there's not a pandemic. <laughs> Because <laughs> all it feels like to me is it's going to involve a lot of cleanup. <laughs> cleanup on island. Why is there breadcrumbs um, all over the bathroom? Well, look, if you are going to go to see uh, Patrick Wolf or any any gig person, uh, it's probably um, pretty good to. Uh, <laughs> there is a, a Japanese musician, uh, Mazami Akita, uh, Mersbo, his name is. He uh, performed live in, in Taipei back in 2013. Uh, somebody sort of un- unearthed this uh, this video of um, while he's playing. <laughs> In the crowd, a man is brushing his teeth. We've seen people brush their teeth before in public. The man at Chelsea springs to mind. Um, there's, a, there's, there's a shot of the crowd, and a man is, mm. is brushing his teeth, not just with toothbrush. He's also using toothpaste and water as well. He's right. keeping it clean. He's keeping it clean during the performance. It really is. What did you say? The um, what did you say? The context of this was. Where was he? Um, he was in uh, Taipei. There was a Japanese musician who played in Taipei, Mersbo, uh, and there's just a white guy in the front row of the audience brushing his teeth and just, you know... Just yeah, but if it's at a festival, that's not hugely surprising, is it? I don't think it was at a festival. I think it was just today. Uh, I think it was in, in, a, in an auditorium, so to speak. It was, Push uh, for time. Got look, a multitask. Experimental noise monster Mersbo requires a higher level of dental hygiene from his fans. That's all I'm saying. Right? Yeah, absolutely right. Should, quite frankly. Um, have so you ever look, seen... Um... Some of you lot should uh, have a good look at yourselves via the mouth. I say. Yeah. Oh, I think that's probably fair. Have you seen um, <laughs> Fuck Buttons Live, Pete? I think I have. I think I have, actually. Would they have played at uh, ATP? They would have done. They had a, they, they went, their yeah, setup yeah. was like a big um, table 
with a load of different stuff on it and they would make noises with the different bits and pieces to make the songs. And I, I wondered whether mm. at some point maybe a teeth brush uh, into the mic might have been one of the sounds. If you're listening, either of the chaps from um, from uh, Fuck Buttons, um, then get, get in, in touch. touch. One of them's called Andrew. I can't remember what the other one's called. Get in touch if you're listening and let us know if you ever get brush your teeth to make a sound. <laughs> yeah, I, I watch a lot of. Um, I don't actually watch it. Somebody recommended it quite recently. Um, ASMR, you know those videos where people just kind of stroke. Yeah, I don't really get that. Have I asked you about that before? Probably. Have you ever sort of like you just never got, got your big uh, got your big um, noise cancelling headphones out and had to listen to some ASMR? Seems no, I know what it is, and I've I've definitely sampled mm. it, but it's not. I don't really know what it's supposed to do, and I didn't really I didn't really enjoy it. I thought it was a bit of a right. much, muchness, really. Right. It What's the sort point of, make of it? Tingle. It just makes you kind of like tingle. It's like a, it kind of gets your spine up, kind of like, ooh, like kind of like, if you're a bit sensitive to kind of like noises and sounds and all that business. Oh, yeah. Stroking your hair. Stop it. Hair. If you want to clip this, I'm stroking your hair. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh... Oh, uh, something you promised on uh, Monday, uh, Luke, uh, was speaking, uh, speaking of sounds. sounds. Speaking of sounds and, and, and weird sounds, um, a man who can make a perfect, is it a car alarm sound? Right, listen, people just need to listen to this, right, Pete? And I just need to give them some context because they can't see it. The noise you're going to hear sounds like a man being interrupted by a car. Now, he's not speaking in English, and it sounds like Mm. he's going to be interrupted by the car. He isn't being interrupted by the car. He is making the car sound. And it is is absolutely incredible. (laughs) It really, really is. Here we go. Buzina, let's say Jeep. Por quê? How is he doing that? How on earth is he doing that? And it's the face, it's the face he makes when he's doing it, which I enjoy as well. He's really proud, proud of himself. Oh, are we going to give that a tweet? That's just an unbelievable sound from an unbelievable man. Yeah, he's not. He, he, he's and the thing is, here's why. I, I, so there's a lot of reasons why I like it. One, because just fucking listen to it. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, um, the face he makes is really adorable. Three is the. Yeah. He's doing it in what looks like an underground car park at an airport. And what I like to think is happening is that like a minor bird, he's worked in that environment for such a long time and worked on his skill that he's developed it in situ and now can perfectly mimic it. So what I would say is, could we put him in another employment environment and see if he can do it in another way? Mm, I put him in office and make a sound of a a photocopy maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) printer how can we challenge this guy to to in a different environment to see if it's if he's a one-trick pony or whether he can do a lot more what's your feeling pete yeah i mean he could um he could stand in he could do um our adverts for us he could like sit in our advert space and he do, could do our shows for us he could do our shows. he could yeah he could mimic the underwhelming output that is the luke and pete show every week i think that wouldn't would be, be as big uh, a challenge would it <laughs> <laughs> What's easier than learning how to be? I mean, to be honest, a car alarm is so universal. I think it probably would probably count as the most transferable. It's a horn, though, not an alarm. Possibly isn't it? have. All right, car. Well, yeah, but how does how does your car alarm sound? Does it What's it? Yeah, but it's still coming out. So your horn will still be produced with the same. Um, if you if you if you knock into a car and it says a car alarm off, it's sometimes just the horn loads of times like honk 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 honk. It's the I same lo- microchip making Pete, the sound. Is how you are living in twenty twenty, 
that you are still mm. so divorced from the the car. <laughs> what do you mean? You just yeah, you got like, no <laughs> you got no horn, frame of reference. What do you think a horn is in twenty twenty? What do you if you get in a modern car? What do you think that is? It's just a big speaker. They're not going to put a honky air, you know, like you're not passing, passing air through a horn, are you? It's just a big speaker. It's like a big tannoy. Can make loads of noises if it wanted to. You know what my, you know what my noise mine my makes? What? It's like uh, the car in Police golf. Academy. Mine is a, a literal MP3 clip of that man doing the car horn noise. <laughs> car horn noise. It's like it's like um, it's like reality uh, mimicking fiction. Um, yeah, Pete, I like well, it. I've got a question for you, um, but before I ask you it, a little bit of background, if you if you wouldn't mind affording me that luxury. So one mm. thing, so the thing that typifies the Luke and Pete show is me and you talking crap, um, weird things about Japan certain sciencey things that we don't understand, all the usual stuff, right? Mm. Something else that typifies our, um, our, our output is the fact that you regularly get chastised and um, teased by me for being a big fan, despite your advancing years, of the provincial indie bar. Is that fair so far? Right, okay. That's fair, yeah. Indie bar, indie uh, club. There's, there's right. music in my heart. Yeah, there's music in my heart. So... What's apparently more likely to happen going forward due to the pandemic is that right. not only have we seen um, people driving to watch football games in their cars, and um, we're seeing a prevalence of um, drive-in cinemas, we are now apparently going to see drive-in nightclubs. So <laughs> apparently in France and Germany, people have sat in their cars to be a part of uh, church services. And there's also been in the town of Schuttorf in Germany, the first drive-in rave happening, attended by 500 people. First question, Pete, what do you think about that? Secondly, could you see it being adapted to an indie club? And would you attend with a friend, of course, because you don't have a car? Well, the problem with any uh, provincial indie nightclub is that uh, at any point, someone will play Rage Against the Machine. Um, and that can only be a bad thing. Then you are talking about a full circle demolition derby, uh, cars <laughs> smashing into each other. Do you remember um, that game on the PC? I used to love it. I do remember, yeah, destruction derby. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, you, you're just looking at that basically. Cars getting totaled, people uh, getting seriously injured. So it's not an ideal situation. Um, you know, you, you, you're going to be have to be very conservative with your your playlist. No limp biscuit, no. Deftones, no, you know, you can't be slamming into people. Yeah, but that said, I'm Bell enjoying... and Sebastian, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, Bell and Sebastian, a little bit of that, lovely. Yeah, anything a bit, um, a bit fair and twee, yeah, uh, and possibly, uh, yeah, from Sweden. So, so the, the, the thing is, alphabet. Is what I don't get um, about this uh, drive-in rave. There's an interview in the news story I read with one of the attendees, and she said. Um, yeah, it was fun. They were dancing in their car. It took a bit of a while to get used to, but it was good. And then she said, oh, um, the, the, we, we were pointing to a parking space and they broadcast the music through our car radio. And it was really fun because we got to meet mm. new friends. It's like, well, how are you getting to meet new friends if you've got to stay in your car? And that, that, that brings me to my central mm. point, which is, Pete, if you're going to an indie club, for example, to meet new people, this is going to negate that, isn't it? I mean, I'm not doing that, am I? But, but why are you are going like then? Because yeah. they play good music. Do it at home. Do it at home. Oh, your little listening party's pathetic. <laughs> you, just got, you just have a little, have a little drink. And and to be honest, I've not been in the club for over a year. 
All right. So, but if I, if we are, if I find myself with a friend and mates, um, if there is a place that plays all right music, and and they're never clubs, they're never clubs these days because people don't like dancing. People have got something against dancing. I just like a nice bar with nice drinks. What has got some good music on? All right. So I can have a chat with my friends and just people watch because that is the greatest gift of all. Watching How often my have you been to an indie club in the last themselves. in the last calendar year? Um, I can't. Did I visit Cardiff to do anything on there? But that did. But the the modern indie club, I, I can't figure them out. They're just all, just all noise. Look, it's upsetting. Well, listen, old. We might hear more about that specific club in Cardiff in the email mm. section after oh. the break. Lovely. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there. It's the Looking Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson, and I'm joined by my compatriot uh, slash uh, character assassinator, uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Luke Tormentor. Moore. Tormentor. <laughs> I loved that earlier before the break, because I get to, I got to do like a proper Gimlet Media-style cliffhanger. Yes, I like it, yeah. And you'll find out more about Steve and his leg next. <laughs> Someone who's emailed in using hello at lukeandpeach.com mm. is Luke from Cardiff, who says, hello to ah, Luke, hello to Pete. Hello. Been loving the show during lockdown. Cool. Doesn't love it at any other point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not bothered other than that. Last time I got in touch was regarding Cardiff's local street legends. I kind of vaguely remember that. 
But he says, in fact, I ran into Pete at closing time at Club Uh-oh. E4 back last year when he crossed a seven for a big old piss up. Oh, that, that's all right. That's fine. That was uh, that was fun. That was uh, that was me. My mate Matty, I don't get to see very often. He's got a bad knee. Um, if you, what you can't see him because of his knee? The, the, well, he can't get around anymore because his, his knee's buggered. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't get to see him. We we grew up together, me, Matty, and uh, little Ali Gonzala, and we uh, yeah we went out to, to Cardiff. I've never been out to Cardiff. I was a little bit underwhelmed to be honest. I um, hate to slag off uh, Cardiff, but it just seemed to be a lot of walkabouts and just you know. Just, uh, I mean, it just men. looked a bit. If muscle men, it just felt a bit more provincial than I was expecting. This, uh, obviously, you know, we stayed in Cardiff Bear on a mate's house, and it was, it was, it was very lovely. But I just thought the nightlife was a bit provincial. Yeah, my um, you know my I mean? memory of of going out in Cardiff is a load of men with big muscles and uh, tight t shirts. Mm. Rugby in it. Yeah, Rugby. exactly. Big lads. But, um, Big but lads. Luke from Cardiff goes on to say, Jane, on the, on the, on the uh, subject of inappropriate songs, James Corden did a small run of adverts for car insurance firm Confused.com. The tagline for the company was Drivers Win. They decided to use the fantastic T-Rex song, Get It On. But I guess no one at the ad agency could remember <laughs> that Mark Boland died instantly in a car crash in 1977. <laughs> Yeah, no idea. No idea. Let's that is what I would call an own goal. Didn't didn't one of the didn't a member of the BBC uh, try and contact Mark Boland for comment? Uh, little little. <laughs> Good luck that. with that. That was that was a that was a big one. Yeah, I believe he tragically um, wasn't wearing a seatbelt in a mini, and uh, yeah, I think the car veered off the road and smashed into a tree sadly and he died instantly. yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a little there's a little kind of shrine for him he have you ever seen the uh, mark ball and um tv show well worth no. a watch um on youtube to search for he had a i think he had six episodes i think boy was on one of them um where oh yeah they were pals talks talks a bit like this doesn't he? he's got a very sort of um posh soft way of speaking and and uh hi guys and he sort of presented this uh, raucous music show hello everyone and it was almost like sketches from this whispering man uh give it a google mark Ballen, uh his tv show on, on i think it was the bbc uh in the 70s he uh he it was a weird watch it really was very strange indeed everyone just looks blaked the the the, the everyone just looks stoned it's it's wonderful it, i think weird. um very, he's very one weird. of the most underrated um songwriters and and pop artists um around actually because uh, he the, the sheer amount of amazing banging tunes that he wrote and recorded i think f- goes fairly underreported in my possibly because there were so many other giants around at the same time he comes in in the sort of late 60s and there's obviously mm. huge artists around then and and obviously early 70s is when he really comes into his own with there was sort of this kind of fusion of of like quite um androgynous glammed up blues it's glam rock but it's also blue it's it, and it's pop as well it's, and and one thing I, I i deplore in musical artists is this idea of obfuscation because they can't write really good melodies because it's quite hard to do so being a really good pop artist is hard to do chiefly because the catchiness of the melody is um is really kind of difficult to obtain. And I think these days that's been taken to, to ridiculous levels because, you know, a lot of it's written by computer, a lot of it's written by with AI, AI help, and they calculated that you've got about eight seconds to hook someone in if they're going to stick this into your song or not because attention spans are so small. But, but then, I mean, some people just can just do it. And Mark Bowden was just amazing at making these ama- really, really instantly catchy, timeless pop songs. And I think he deserves a bit more credit than he gets personally. 
Yeah, people don't talk about him, him in T-Rex. I think the um, I think the problem it was just the genre that he obviously kind of inhabited in the main was glam, and it just it became very old very quickly, didn't it? And Dated you badly. Kind yeah. of, yeah, you would only sort of get a celebration of that. I think the last time anybody really spoke about it was like around. Remember when they released Velvet Goldmine? Um, yes, with members of Pulp and and and, and um, I think didn't have um, what's his name, Hugh McGregor in it. It did have Ewan McGregor. In it. I think it also did. It have one of who's the bloke who's in um ah oh, the Peaky Blinders that bloke. Oh, <laughs> Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy did it have Killian Murphy in that. I want to say he was in that as well. I haven't uh, seen it. Roles. Yeah, but it was uh, it, it, remember they had like that album where they had a lot of uh, indie artists covering um like the, the songs of the day. But it was um. Oh, it was it was an alright film after I seem to recall. Again, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. Okay, um, British film, which is a, a very thin field indeed. David Bowie said about Mark Bowden, um, what I saw in him was raw talent. I saw genius right from the minute and the hour I met him. Yeah. So high and, praise indeed. But, well, if you could hear him. Hello there. <laughs> I need to go and check do that have, out. Do I'll do have, that. Do have a listen. Do have a watch of that. It's uh, it's it's very weird. It's like one of the weird, like TV shows were weird back then. But you like, go, how the fuck did this get? How did nobody go? This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but exactly, Pete. And and the, the fascination around that for me, it? yeah, is 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 just the idea that obviously TV's invented a long time before that. But of course, as would happen in any sort of revolutionary development, particularly in entertainment, it takes quite a long time for people to work out what's good about it and how to use it and stuff. And I think definitely yeah. throughout the, the, the that era, there's just a load of weird <laughs> stuff that exists on TV that you just never, ever see now. And yeah. it can be across all sorts of different genres. Have you ever seen the – so this is all on YouTube as well. Have you ever seen uh, – I think, to be fair, it's just a regional TV program, but it still went out of, mm. of um, this thing called the Indoor Sports League. No, what's that? Oh, like so, a – Oh. So basically, it's presented by Fred Truman, this Yorkshire. Um, I mean, I don't want to under, undersell the guy. I mean, amazing uh, cricketer for Yorkshire and England, mm. like legendary cricketer. And he kind of turned into a bit of a media guy for a bit in the seventies. I think it's the seventies. And but he's he's just absolutely changed. Nothing about him whatsoever. So he's presenting this TV show, which is about all the pub sports that used to be very prevalent in that part of the uh, world, or actually all over the country during the 70s and it'll be things like indoor skittles bar billiards darts um table footballs in there as well and he's there presenting this tv show with a big tankard of ale and a pipe and a cardigan on <laughs> and he's just wandering around interviewing people and covering uh, pub games where they've got people from all over the country to compete in this indoor sports league tournament. It's it's <laughs> and it, and and it is actually quite good. It's quite interesting. But on the other hand, it is the weirdest thing you have ever seen. Like you, even mm. now, Pete, with all the TV channels we get and all the different um, platforms to watch sport on, no one's ever televised um, like a bunch of guys from the pub playing table football. But they were doing it in the seventies. That's what I'm saying. Check it out. It's absolutely mad, and it goes on for ages Tiny as well. Ones. It's the most <laughs> slow-paced TV you will ever see. The air rich with cigarette smoke. Fantastic. Oh yeah, it's, it's proper. It's a proper fog all over it. <laughs> um, we've got to squeeze in an email before we get the end of the uh, of the Thursday ep. Uh, Edward has uh, got in touch. Hi guys, I'm sure you realise at the time that your discussion around how many holes a straw has uh, was actually a discussion around home around homeomorphisms from the mathematical field of topology. 
Huh. That wiki link that he's, he's uh, appended, uh, just just Google homeomorphism, uh, will go over your heads. I did the maths degree, and most of it goes over mine now. Uh, but the ooh, maths degree. Uh, but the important thing is the GIF in the top right. Basically, two objects are homeomorphic, it, homeomorphic if they can def- be deformed into each other. So, like, the donut right. and a coffee cup can be homeomorphic because you can change it into one another. I think we can agree a donut has one hole, and I think we can agree that a straw can be deformed into a donut. Therefore, a straw has one hole. Amazingly, maybe not giving Pete enough credit here. Thank you, Ed. Uh, the explanation Pete initially gave about squishing the straw down was not only 100% correct, but exactly how mathematicians would think about the same questions. And yes, Luke Pete. Stepped in to derail things. Occasionally, a uh, blind squirrel uh, finds a nut. A loss to the sciences that, Pete. I would say that there's something very uh, important, I think, about my background that would pertain to me having a slight one-up on Luke about forming 3D uh, um, primitives, uh, the, 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 the torus, the um, cylinder, the cuboid. Is I do have a bit of a background in doing a bit of 3D design. So I think... I think how I would form a particular object would be how I would like. I I reckon I reckon that helps me a little bit because how I would produce it either using a boolean or 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 extruding a a spline um, sort of curve. I think that gives me a little bit of a bit of a a help. But it was four years at university. <laughs> I think for my part, Pete, I failed to acknowledge that or remember that. Yes. And so I, 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 all I can say is I will happily on this subject defer to you. You're absolutely right, it sounds like. Uh, I'm not a math kind of guy or a science guy. I apologize for poo-pooing your suggestion mm. and undermining your theory. And the only caveat I'll add to that is I was playing the numbers game. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there was no there, I had no right to hit that. Zidane. <laughs> yeah, China. yeah. I had no right to hit that. You've pushed, You've basically put your head down, closed your eyes and smashed a lever off it and it's gone in the top corner. Good on you. You deserve it. And that'll be replayed on YouTube compilations till kingdom come and you deserve yeah. it, mate. I'm Jimmy Glass. <laughs> I can't buy a painting Well, now we're back on glass again. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, this has been uh, the Luke uh, Moore and Pete Shaw, uh, Pete Donaldson Shaw. Can we rebrand ourselves? <laughs> As we that? never call it. Just in we never call it. Uh, Luke and Pete Shaw, we'll be back on Monday with more nonsense. Have a safe weekend. Look after each other. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Hello at LukeandPeteShaw.com if you want to get in touch. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production.